The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Jay Spence the King, and it is hump day. It is Wednesday, October 11th. Man, the year just flew by. Are you kidding me? Uh look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk much by myself here. I got a couple special guests joining me here. Joe is not with me. He's still across the pond. He over there just living it up, enjoying his vacation. And I'm I'm hoping that he's having a great time. He will be back with us next week. Next week when we are uh, talking about the Patriots game. So as of right now, though, uh, I'm, I'm going to quick recap or a couple thoughts about the Jags game. Then I'll bring my guys in from uh, New York Revival and we could talk about uh, this Giants game that I think it should be a fun conversation. These guys are pretty good. Uh, my guy Hefe, we got to do the Spider-Man meme at one point on Twitter. His handle is Hefe and obviously mine is as well. So this is my guy. We, we've we've connected now for a couple of years and uh, he, he's good, good people. I'm going to play one of his videos. He's hilarious. Like he does these um, it, it's not a brother Bill type thing, but he, 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 he fits that lane for the New York giants. And, uh, he basically, he takes a bunch of the arguments that happens on giants Twitter, and then he reenacts them as different characters arguing with each other. And it's, it's just one of the funniest things. So I'll have those guys join and, and we'll, um, you know, we'll really get to chop it up about this game and, and have some fun. But before we do, I just want a couple things about the loss, man. I think, now that it's been a couple of days and now that everybody is kind of calmed down and okay, we lost. It's not the end of the year. It's not the end of the season. Last year, Super Bowl champions were three and two to start the season off. It happens, right? This is, this is the part that is concerning. And obviously everybody knows about the injuries. Matt Milano is huge. Trey White is huge. Daquan Jones is huge. Uh, there's a bunch of huge injuries that we have that Brandon Bean has to figure out how, we're going to overcome them. He has to figure out how we're going to overcome them. But the concerning part for me is, is Josh. Um, 
statistically, he had a wonderful game. Statistically, 300-plus yards, two touchdowns, one interception, one on the ground. Uh, great day, right? But watching the game, the context flow of the game, um, I think I think it's clear that, that we can admit, hopefully, as a fan base, we can admit that um, – I, I just hope that we can admit that he didn't play well. <laughs> And a lot of times when when that conversation comes up, it seems like, you know, we can't admit it or we don't want to admit it. When Josh plays lights out, when he's fantastic, when he takes what the defense gives him, you see what we saw against the Raiders. You see what we saw against um, against the Dolphins. You, you see like that's the Josh that we get. And it's almost impossible to beat the Bills, regardless of what happens on defense. So whether Trey White is out, Matt Milano's out, regardless of who's out. As long as the offense lives up to the standard that they're supposed to live up to, we'll be fine. So I'm not worried about the team. I'm worried about Josh. I need I need Josh to to consistently be the quarterback that we've seen weeks two through four. I need that quarterback. You need that quarterback. I think he'll be that quarterback. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, I just want to reiterate again, need y'all to to. Relax on my guy, Kyrie Elam. S seeing a lot of people. Alexa, stop. I don't know what she's talking about. She's tripping. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Kyrie Elam, we got to relax on him. We have to relax on him. We should not. I should not. They're calling for this guy's job, man. People want him fired or cut. Now, if they trade him, if they can find a trade partner or something like that, never mad at that. It maintains the job. But this guy, is a, he's a rookie, technically a rookie in my opinion. Um, he, he hasn't gotten the reps. His first game action this year, they put him up against one of the best wide receivers in football. It's a tough ask for any and everybody. So, no, I'm not, I'm not going to beat up on him for having a bad game against a phenomenal wide receiver. Uh, he was targeted eight times. He caught seven passes. Guess what? All seven of them were not on Kyrie Elam. Two of them were on Micah Hyde. It happens. Another one was, I believe, I, I don't even know which cornerback it was. It was on another cornerback. So, again, it's not Kyrie Elam just being horrible. Kyrie Elam might not fit with what the Bills are doing. Find him another job. But let's not, let's not call for him to be cut. Let's not call for – that's just – it's just – it's intense. It's too much. It's insane. Let's relax. All right. Let me let me uh, get to my guys. Let me get to my friends. I'm gonna bring them in. I'm gonna play one of my guys' video, and then uh, we'll bring them right in. I've Let's slipped go. into the numb phase of being a Giants fan. It's that special middle ground where the season's still going on, but you know it's already over. Ah, yes. It's a special feeling, Harry. It's like when you're flying down a hill on a bike and you start getting that, and you've completely lost control, but you technically still haven't fallen yet. That's where I'm. Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams. With Zeiss Smile Technology, this is your reality. At Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, our mission is your vision. Conducted by a team of expert surgeons leveraging leading-edge technology, our procedure is safeguarded, swift, and tailored to your eye care needs. Say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts. Embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations. Contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online at ficta.com. At Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care, 
We are focused on you. All right, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. We're going to move on from this Jacksonville game. I'm done talking about it. I'm done. I don't want to talk about London at all anymore. So I got two special guests with me. I got some some fellas that um, do some great content. First of all, I'm going to need you all to follow them. You see their handles if you're watching by uh, Vidcast, if you're listening by Pod. I will I will make sure I put that in the in the comment section or whatever so you can follow these gentlemen. They are the co-hosts. They are two of a three-headed monster for the New York Revival. We're missing one, but he's go- we're going to get Eli on here too. What's yeah, up, Hefe? How we doing, man? Nice to finally get together. We've been uh, interacting for a while. It's been like a year? I, for a while, yeah. Yeah. It's been you do so. great work. You do great work, man. And I, I, the thing that first caught my eye, about obviously, was your name, uh, your handle, because <laughs> right. your handle right. on Twitter was Hefe as well. So <laughs> that's what caught me. But then it's like you actually do like really, really funny co- the videos. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Mr. Glass, <laughs> has full, glass Half Full. What's up, man? How we doing, my man? Good to be here. Good to be here. I mean, I'm... Uh, uh, ple- it's a pleasure on my side. Um, just talking other every something else other than Giants football. Um, you know, getting to interact with another team uh, is awesome, and looking forward to uh, chopping it up with you, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, man. This is this is fun for me because so I love the I love the Giants. Honestly, love I love the Giants, <laughs> and, He's and I, you know, us but it, yes. yeah, you know, right. but I feel that love. I feel that love every time I come to New York. So like week one, I was out there for the Jets game, but obviously you always run into Giants fans in New York too. So like the love that Giants fans gave the Bills that weekend, like just mm. everybody, I love it. And then on top of it, I love your coach. I love your GM. There's a bunch of players on the team and practice squad mm. that, you know, I have a relationship with from their time in Buffalo. I love your team. Like I absolutely love <laughs> your team, but I feel bad for y'all. That well, one, yeah, that, four, yeah. That's understandable. But like Buffalo's <laughs> Buffalo is one of those teams that there's no tension between yeah. our fan bases at all. Yeah. You know, we lately, especially like as we, you know, we got Dable and Shane, we looked at Buffalo as like the model for building a team properly. Right. And yep. and mm-hmm. we're so happy to have Dable as, as that offensive mind. And I understand why you feel bad for us now. because <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing is working at the moment. Uh, well, let me well let me ask this though. So, because you mentioned you mentioned Brian and and everybody in Buffalo at this point, we're all there's a big portion of Bills fans that are like, we want Dayball back. Mm, it's over. Mm. He's no longer an offensive coordinator. He got that head coaching gig. Got, it's yeah. over, Buffalo. Yeah, like, it's yeah. no it's no looking back. But um, at this point of the season, so one to four, a year after him being coach of the year and you making the playoffs and winning a playoff, like all of this stuff that you just didn't expect. How are we feeling right now? Go ahead, Speed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it, there's a lot of people now feeling like last year was almost like uh, a blessing and a curse. You know, it, it's we, we sped up the timeline of what was supposed to be a rebuild a little bit by doing what we did last year and taking a little bit advantage of a, a weak schedule. You know, uh, just things fell into place. Everything went perfectly. And now we're hitting adversity for the first time. So I, I, I can only speak for myself, but I think we're all kind of seeing how Dable and, and crew and, and Joe Shane for that matter are gonna dig their way out of this. You know, this is adversity for the first time. Every coach, everybody goes through it. So um, you know, it, it's been tough. It, it's been a perfect storm this year. Um perfect storm last year that led to this. It, and we're just going through it right now. We're going through it. But I, you know, I get again I can only speak for us at Revival. We still have full faith in Joe Shane. We still have full faith in in Dable and we're really interested to see how this is gonna, you know, go through with the rest of the season now it's been tough 
It's been tough. <laughs> you you nailed it. There was a whole section of the fan base that was like the worst thing that could have happened was to have kind of like fake success last year because this team is still far away. But we were all like so desperate for a good season. You know, 2016, the Giants went 11 and five with Ben McAdoo, and that we we went crazy in free agency on the defense, and then we got blown out in Green Bay first round of the playoffs. Except from that, we've had literally nothing since 2012. And <laughs> mm-hmm. the offensive line has been the downfall of the team every year. Every year, like the end, it ruined the end of Eli's career. It, it clearly ruined Daniel Jones. He's he's a broken man at this point. Um, and that's that part is no fault of his own. Uh, we can get into that if you want to. But now it's like, well, what do we do? Because Shane and Dave's, as I like to call him, have been built <laughs> up a lot by Giants fans. We love him. Like, I'm still all in on Dable. There's no doubt in my mind. And and he better survive. I hope he survives, you know, this, this shit and this wave because – I know yeah. that I, w- I would love for him to be the coach for a long time. That's where I'm at right now. Right. But Same. but now it's 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 muddy waters again now. And the line <laughs> continues to plague this. Team. So, well, before. So when I was when I was talking about it, one of the things that I said was that, you know, I'm hopeful that Brian maintains his job. And I'm saying that because as good as he is, when you tie yourself to a quarterback, that's typically mm-hmm. what your like that's what your job rests on. So with Daniel Jones performing being performance being what it's been, it, it's just I'm hoping, especially because he and Joe are close. And um, I don't know how the ownership is involved there. I don't know if the ownership is like, okay, no, fire this guy. Like, you know, I don't know what type yeah. of management style you guys have over there, but very if they can figure out how to get very conservative quick. <laughs> well, if they can figure <laughs> out how to how to get out from under Daniel Jones and then draft a new guy or or bring in a free agent that can help Tyrod's there. I mean, for now, I would play. We're going to talk about mm. the game a little bit later, so we'll talk about Tyrod. But I mean, if he survives getting out from under Daniel Jones, I think he could be your head coach for a long time. He just needs a quarterback, man. I agree. The one thing that's in his corner is that he came to the Giants at a time when we were firing head coaches every two years. Mm -hmm. And I would almost guarantee that there's no way he'll do that again, no matter how bad it, because that is just like, you're already a mess. You can't just keep Mm -hmm. doing that because players won't want to come here. You're a joke of a franchise. If you keep doing that, you're the, you're the Cleveland Browns of the last (laughs) 20 years or whatever. Right. And the giants are like getting scary close to that territory. So you need to be careful now. And the worst thing that Daniel Jones could do is get Brian Dable fired because he really needs a chance to, and a lot of Giants fans wanted either a franchise tag on Jones, which in hindsight was probably the move or Mm -hmm. just let him walk and run with Tyrod for a year and draft your guy. And if you, if we suck this year, the plan is to draft your guy next year anyway. So you're only getting a better quarterback. So um, hindsight is 2020 though, but yeah. I mean, and we were talking about it before, but I, I think it was just a perfect storm last year of like Giants not, they played well enough to work themselves out of not being able to draft one. There was no good free agents. They didn't really want to trade for one. They just made the playoffs. So like kicking the guy that just brought you back to the playoffs to the curb would have enraged half the fan base. So, you know, the, the, there's a little bit of talk about, you know, the owner having a little bit of, um, you know, a hand in him coming back as well, Daniel Jones. So, all these things together, and I'm going to go big brain conspiracy theory here. I think the uh, they Dable was was told or kind of urged, not urged. They were they kind of told to maybe give this guy another chance, give Daniel Jones another chance. And how the contract is shaped, a lot of the money is is next year, and then that, that's it after that. 
So it works out perfectly that, that if it goes really south this year, which so far it is, um, they can draft their quarterback. They have to worry about one year as a bridge guy with Daniel Jones, or you cut him, whatever you want to do. And they can th- then tie their boat to another guy, which buys you another two to three years, two years, I'd say. Um, when you're a head coach, you get your rookie, and you're like, I got to now shape him. So that gets you another two years. I feel like a little handshake agreement. We're going to give your guy a chance, but then I'm going to have to get my own guy. And I'm hoping that's that's the way it's going to play out. Um, we're still rooting for Daniel Jones here, but writing's starting to get on the wall a little bit. Hefe, I, I got a <laughs> question for you because I love yeah, to ask yeah. this to to uh, football fans or, of other teams. Yeah. Because the Giants fan base goes to war over Daniel Jones versus the offensive line. Who's yeah. to blame? DJ sucks. Well, how could he not suck when the line is that bad? It's a never-ending argument. What mm-hmm. is your honest take on Daniel Jones from an outside view? I think Daniel Jones is cheeks. Mm. Like absolutely, okay, absolutely. All right. But like that's cheeks, all man. you like hear. Guy, that's that's yeah. all you hear from other fan bases. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, so the portion of your fan base that says the offensive line is bad, they are valid. Like, I, it's not an yeah. argument that yeah. I would fight. Like, you're right. The offensive line is terrible. However, you could have the offensive line that the Colts had five years ago when it was the best offensive line of football or like it doesn't matter. You can have a great offensive line. Daniel Jones is just not a good quarterback. He's Mm. um, he's mobile, I guess. So there are some things there that he's sneaky in a way where he can benefit you in ways that you don't expect. But just consistently putting the ball where it needs to be, um, throwing guys open. He doesn't it, it seems like he just has difficulty with trusting his receivers are going to be where they're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Then you bring a guy like Darren Waller and you can't get the ball to Darren Wall like Darren Waller. You can't get the ball to him. Um, it's just I know it's tough with Saquon being injured, you know. So when Saquon's not hundred percent, it's just it's gonna be tough, period. But we mentioned it a little bit, well, not live from when we were talking, but we mentioned it a while ago, like when Tyrod came in. Tyrod is not a game changer. Like he's not a world changing quarterback Mm. in Buffalo. We loved him because he was, well, I loved him because he was consistent. There were other fans that were like, throw the damn ball down the field. You never use the middle of the field. You never, whatever. Right. Yeah. He didn't lose games for us. He didn't win them a lot, but he didn't lose them a lot. I prefer a quarterback like that. If I'm going to have a game manager or a bridge quarterback, Daniel Jones is not a game manager or a quarter or a bridge. He he manages, he manages to lose. Like he's the guy. (laughs) loses the game for you yeah oh you don't need to like you know what i mean like really just follow the game plan and you'll be in the position to win at the end of the game but daniel jones doesn't even do that like and again i feel so bad man like the clip the clip that went viral that's floating around the internet when dayball went up to him on the sideline he's like look at yeah Yeah, (laughs) he just throws the tablet he's like i don't even want to talk about it. it you can't and and it's like when you Eric Bieniemy and Brian Dable are seeing like, yeah, you can be geniuses all you want to, but your quarterback limitations really, mm. really will limit your success as a head coach, assistant head coach, or whatever you, whatever position you have. So no, I think Daniel Jones is absolute buns, man. He's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Tell What's me, really? Yeah, you said you know he he was a game manager last year. He did that to perfection almost. He didn't he did. lose any games for us. Five picks, all just year. managed it. Yeah, managed it perfectly. Didn't turn it over. Didn't cost us games. Now I don't know. Be at the offensive line or him feeling a little bit more pressure on the forty million dollar contract. He's gone back to these bad ways, man. And it's again we've seen. We we were hoping this year was going to be the judgment year, and you know when we're judging again, or you think that you have to judge more, that means. That's all the judgment we need to be done. Like we need to do it. Right. Like we've said, Speed, if you're 
to put it simply, if you're still trying to figure it out four and a half years later, then you have your answer. Like if you're still trying to, yeah. is he the guy or is he not? If it's four and a half years later, he's not. You would know, you would know you just need to build around him if that was the case. But uh, you nailed it. Have all the things you said, like throwing with anticipation, having some trust, having some killer instinct, you know, like making guys better around you. You just don't see it enough. And that's that's where mm -hmm. I'm at at this point. Well, and what you said about last year, you know, you're absolutely right. He was a game manager and he didn't lose games. He didn't turn the ball over for you. And then what happens when when that happens? You're nine and seven or nine and eight. Yeah. You make the playoffs. You win a playoff game when that's not expected versus this year when you're losing the game for the team. Now you're one and four. The offensive mm -hmm. line. Um, I think I read a crazy stat yesterday that like. I think the most pressures in a season on a quarterback or, or on one team is like 200 something. The Giants are on pace for like 380. Like, you know, like yeah. you're going to blow that <laughs> stat out the water. So you know what bad. I mean? So, so that, I mean, so there's a lot of things wrong, you know, so I can't mm. put all the blame on Jones, but a lot of it is on Jones. Mm. Yeah, you know what? Let me ask you this. Cause, cause I'll talk, you know, when talking about quarterback play, Obviously, Bills fans, we we love Josh, and we think Josh is the greatest after Patrick Mahomes. And I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna live and die on that. Mm -hmm. My question yeah. is, a lot of times, so like we're talking about Daniel Jones now, obviously, but then like people like Tua and um, let's see, there's a ton of quarterbacks that get tossed into like that that secondary, like right after the Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen conversation. Yeah. There's like yeah. a cluster. I think of Tua as really a quarterback that Brian could live with and really love up there because he's accurate. He gets with timing and all that stuff. Where do you guys put Daniel Jones in the, in the grand scheme of things? And then like when you're looking at other teams, what quarterback specifically for you, would you be like, no, the giants need a guy like, <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. even if it's not a winner, like you don't need a Josh Allen, you don't need a Patrick Mahomes, but just to, just to do enough, like what, what quarterback around the league, really fits what you guys have going on loaded question loaded yeah. question um i would say like for anybody that's watching you know for the giants fans that are like oh it's just the, it's the line that's why dj can't do it i would encourage them to watch more games than just the giants because when i watch teams around the league and like you said there's those elite quarterbacks josh allen's right up there in that conversation there are quarterbacks making plays regularly, and I'm sorry to, if this is going to sting a little bit, but I was watching Trevor Lawrence this past weekend, right? He was getting a lot of pressure on him, and he was he was sharp, man. Like Every time he got out of the pocket, he was not afraid to just fire it and make a play, even though it was crumbling around him. And when you do that, the defense has to respect that, and they start to back up a little bit. We do nothing to make defenses respect that. So I'm watching you guys for someone around the league. I'm watching C.J. Stroud as a – a rookie come in and and be so like fiery in the pocket and quick and, and decisive and almost fearless in a way whereas our quarterback is in year five and he's second guessing every single thing he does you know in the dallas game which is week one when you were relatively healthy he's he's pumping when guys are open and when you throw it back the second time you're getting picked off like in year five you need to know what the hell you're doing in that situation mm -hmm. or throw it away like he's still taking hits when you should just throw it away I watched him scramble out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. Like he's in his head so bad yeah. that he, I really think he's mentally broken and he just has, does not have that confidence or killer instinct. So like one player I, I enjoy watching already is CJ Stroud. I think he's going to be a good mm -hmm, pro mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm really enjoying watching him so far. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, it's, you gotta... yeah, it, it's it, for me. I, and I, I wish the stars aligned better. 
We were so close to, be, to having a Justin Herbert-led New York Giant team. If Justin Herbert just would have came out of school when he was supposed to, as it, you know, um, he was going to come out early. But then his brother decided to go to Oregon. He wanted to stay a little longer, work on his game. We had Dave Gettleman at the games. It was all lined up, and then he stayed. And th- then the dominoes fell a different way. We ended up drafting Daniel Jones. And for me, though, Justin Herbert, having that arm talent, and the ability he could still run, like you know, I, I feel like they don't use him as a runner much, but Herbert can move when he needs to, and that's mm-hmm. the special guy that I that I love, you know. It, and he doesn't have to have an amazing arm, which Justin Herbert just happens to have, mm-hmm. but the ability to be dual threat and throw it with 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 just not reckless abandon, but he is not scared to rip, let it rip. Never, there's not a throw in the field that he doesn't think he can make, and you know, for all the faults of Eli Manning. He had that same mindset, and that's what made him clutch at the end of games. And the, the not giving uh, a shit, um, he just didn't care, and he let it rip. And we, we yeah. as Giant fans, just want Daniel Jones to let it rip, that, and he's not. He's thank you, not. thank you, thank you for just bringing it up. And like, it'll obviously the Eli comparisons will never stop because they're both like Hulk, right? And they both yeah, got yeah. that going on. But <laughs> but Eli would throw three picks. But then if you got him in a two-minute drill at the end of a game, he was ice cold, like he, ice in his veins. He was ready to go, and he was he would sling it. Like I was always like, why don't they do the hurry-up offense more often? Eli is significantly better in that hurry-up offense. Just make your entire offense hurry up. Like just like right. Kagan back in the 90s for the Bills, just yes. literally run a, a, a yes. fast offense just, and just put him in his comfort zone. Like I, once, I one, once per half for no reason, the time is not an issue, just do it. Make the defense uncomfortable and see what happens once in a while. But Man, DJ, I, DJ doesn't balance the bad with enough good. Where is he? I like? hear that. But that point, I'm going to tell you, I would literally come out like that. I would come out the gate. Yeah. Just it, literally. You're right. Why not? Two minute drill to start the game. We get the ball the first drive. I'm I'm at it. I'm gonna tire your defense out from the exactly. first drive. Get them gassed right away. It, well, it's, it's that, and it, the, the QB doesn't think. Like when the QB doesn't have time to yeah. think, it's just like bam, bam, get to the just line and, and just go, just go. It, it it takes the thinking uh, out of it. That's what made it good for Eli. But Daniel Jones, man, like we just said, he's so up in his own head right now. His internal clock's messed up. He's seeing ghosts. He doesn't trust himself. Doesn't trust the wide receivers. Doesn't trust the line. It's just so bad right now. It's so bad. You, yeah. I hate you that that's seeing the ghost thing is like I hate that that's a thing for him. Like, but it's it's gonna stick with him for the rest of his career, and I I hate it for him. But it's like when you play like this, then it it gives everybody the opportunity to say, yeah, this guy's seeing ghosts. What you had something happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were you brought up um, something about Dable on the sidelines, and that's one thing that changed this year. Like last year, even if Jones, you know, Jones threw a pick in the first game, it almost cost the Giants the first game against the Titans. <clears throat> but Dables was really like coaching him up and he would be fiery, but he was never visibly pissed off at him or, or so frustrated. And that's what I'm seeing this year, which is different. Mm -hmm. And that's telling a whole story, looking at body language and seeing how he's reacting. Jones, like at one point, Dave was, Dave's is yelling and Jones looks away and just keeps walking. And then Dave's Mm -hmm. like tosses the the iPad. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what are you Mm -hmm. looking at? You know, he's pissed Mm -hmm. because he's, he's not doing what he was coached to do and he's in his head. So, Dave, I think Dave's is at wit's end, and and I probably assuming. Well, so let, let's get to the game then. I know we, we kind of just are talking about the team, but let's get to the game. So Daniel Jones has a neck injury, and so we're not sure if he's going to be available for the game Sunday or not, right? So yeah. So if he's not available, <laughs> talk to me about how you feel about Tyrod Taylor being your starting quarterback for this week's game against the Bills. 
Yeah. Um. When while Hefe gets his audio back, you're you good? You're good? You good? <laughs> I'll I'll run with this a little bit. Um. Okay. Well, I think we all, we all felt the same. Getting Tyrod was was necessary for a guy like Daniel Jones that got injured consistently, and he's a pro's pro man. Like when he's when he comes in, he's ready to go. He's not gonna like you said. He's not gonna blow the doors off anybody. He's not gonna. Th- he's gonna not gonna, you know, push the ball down the field and throw for three hundred fifty yards. But he knows what to do. He's a vet. He can get away from the pass rush, and that's what we need right now. So I, I we both, I, I think we all um, at Revival have full and complete um, respect, and, and and we we trust Tyrod Taylor to take care of this offense. The only issue I worry about is. He's been fragile, man. He's been fragile for for a long time, and you're putting him behind a line that is uh, uh, like just Swiss cheese. So I worry about his health more than anything. So it's like, all right, let's get our let's get our third stringer ready to go just in case. Um, for me, I just I worry about him getting knocked out or uh, the game. That's the only worry for me. Tyrod's going to run this offense. He's a, he's a little bit tougher than you're giving him credit for. I um like not that he's not tough, last- but like. Well, no, I know what you mean, but I know what you, mean. you know, like, the injury yeah. it, he does kind of have an injury history, but I feel like it's um, and maybe I just love Tyrod, so I took offense because yeah. I love him. Like, I don't know because <laughs> <laughs> I really I still get ticked off about how he lost his job with the Chargers. Like, at first, yes. I, I get it, Justin Herbert was, was coming, we sure. knew Herbert was coming, we knew Herbert was gonna be the starter when the guy was drafted, mm-hmm. we knew what time it was however you don't lose your starting job to an injury especially an injury that the team induced like the team doctor how do you you get a shot for pain and you brutal he's been unlucky he's been very unlucky i'll get like he's been one of the unluckier guys he just can't catch a break wherever wherever he goes be it somebody else coming in there his own doctor screwing him over like Mm -hmm. he he just can't get a break i agree with you and i and i love him though man i think tyrod Um, So his time in Buffalo, a lot of fans, like I said, we were frustrated because um, he stopped taking chances like he wasn't going down the field much. Um, There were certain times where he didn't seem to use the middle of the field as much as we would like. Um, But for me, what I looked at when I saw those those teams, we had LaShawn McCoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was a it was a different offense. They wanted to run the ball. They wanted to. um, We actually had a top three rushing attack for three years mm. with Tyrod as the quarterback. So right. I love Tyrod, man. I don't have a bad thing in the world to say about Tyrod or mm-hmm. Tyrod, however he chooses to pronounce his <laughs> name. He's one of the best dressed quarterbacks in the league. He's the yes. coolest guy. He's so nice. He's such yeah. a professional. When he was a starting quarterback for the Bills, obviously he wasn't as, as popular as Josh Allen is, but he would literally stay after practice and like sign autographs for, I, I mean, hours. I remember one time I stayed and I watched him. He literally was out there for two and a half hours after Damn. practice to make sure everybody got an autograph. And that, like, so that I love Tyrod from a special place. Let me stop preaching about Tyrod. He's not my quarterback anymore. <laughs> Hefe, how do you feel about him Sunday? If he's Can you hear me okay now? Yeah. yeah All good. All right. Sorry about that. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him um, like just to see if there's a difference because this guy with a lot of experience, he's seen every blitz <clears throat> and a lot of the key to getting pressure like that is getting rid of the ball quickly. Like, like the, the Miami um, offensive line, is putting up great numbers because two is getting rid of the ball so quickly. So he's not getting those pressures and those sacks that other teams are. So you have to be really decisive. And we have what you should have is enough good route runners to help you get the ball out quickly. 
Like Sterling Shepard, even at this stage of his career, is a guy that can get open. He's one of our best route runners. Darren Waller should be targeted 12 times a game. That dude should be getting the ball constantly until the defense has to respect it. So if 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 Tyrod's going to go in there and give us a chance and manage this game with a little bit sharper, a little bit more decisive, then let's see it. Um, at this point, why not? We're one and four. Right. We've got to play Buffalo. <laughs> why why not you know um revenge game for tyra yeah yeah have it just you said it just now yeah i didn't, I didn't really think about this this has all the makings of a tyrod revenge game it sure does I, 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 for no other reason i'd like to start him maybe he's got a little juice go maybe he wants to show buffalo hey you, you, you know this is what you're missing out on <laughs> um, yeah no, i would love it, it. Cool. i mean he now all jokes aside now we don't miss him. We got Josh. No. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, so all the respect, right? all the love and respect in the world to my guy Tyrod. You heard me just yes. give my love. Like I, I admitted <laughs> and gave my love letter live live on the show here. But no, we got Josh now. So I'm cool. You're good. I would love to You're see good. Tyrod um yeah. to play though, because I think it would be a different game. I think um, you know, with with Brian Dayball as your as your coach and offensive mind, with Tyrod Taylor being your quarterback you're going to move the ball and you're going to score. So mm-hmm. you might not you might not score 45 points, you might not score 35, you know, but it's not going to be a game where you you guys twice this year I feel like you didn't score, right? Wasn't it uh well yeah, we got 40 40 nothing and I then Yeah, yeah, then uh the uh <laughs> the, the last the last And don't forget Arizona Arizona was 20 to nothing at halftime. Yes. We, were, we were well. Our first half Seattle game was three uh, point total, like differential, is unimaginable. It's like, oh, it's like Wait. 90 to six. Disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought about it because you mentioned the Cardinals. So that's really the move that I think y'all should make. So next offseason, figure out a way to do whatever. Eat the contract for Daniel Jones if you need to. Go get Kyler Murray. Mm. Go get Kyler Murray. The the Cardinals are actively, and I live here. I'm telling you what I hear on the radio, on on local TV. You you follow um any of the Cardinals content create like that work for the team and all their pods and stuff. They're actively talking about trying to draft a quarterback next year. Yeah, and yeah. and they're looking to trade Kyler Murray. You get a Kyler Murray with Brian Dayball and Saquon Barkley. Are you? freaking kidding me like i would literally i would literally be a giants fan like has kyler (laughs) has kyler even played on his new deal yet he got Uh, paid right he 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 started like last year he played um last year's season until he hurt his yeah because he hurt his knee late in the year it was i think it was like a thursday night game late um so i don't anticipate i know they're saying that they think he's gonna play this year i don't anticipate him playing uh but why would he look next season, dude? I'm telling you, we can get back to the game, but I'm just saying, like, as far as quarterback situation being out there, I think I think Kyler Murray being out there with those weapons, with the, I'm telling you, it would be a completely different team. You guys would be contenders at that point. Mm. I, I, I really, I believe that. I really do. What, what I worry about with Kyler is again the same way I have not not so much about Tyra, but like we might get him killed, and he's not exactly you know uh, uh, an opposing figure. True. And, and I worry about that behind. He's the more. He's more dangerous. Like he's more he's like he, he'll get out of the pocket real quickly, and, and he's not and afraid to, to sling it yeah. either. And that's the thing. If you look at his time in the league so far, the Cardinals had a work. Maybe not worse than what you have currently, but the Cardinals have had the worst offensive line for a couple of years straight. Um, yeah. And it and it like and it's it's bad, bro. And look, Kyler, he's not an injury prone quarterback. Um, it was an unfortunate, like the way it happened, it, it was non-contact. He was scrambling. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that happened. But 
Um, but no, he he's gonna he moves in the pocket, he gets out of the pocket, he doesn't mind throwing on the run, he's accurate on the run. Well, let me take that back too. There were moments, there were <laughs> moments that I was very pissed off with him, very pissed off with him with how he did um hop. He made hop just yeah, it, but back to the game. Yeah. Look, because we're, we're almost out of time. Yeah, we're yeah. almost out of time. I can talk to you guys about football. I love this because like some around. people, some people you can just tell I can just talk football with y'all and I love yes. it. So but yes. but let's let's because we, we're almost out of time here. So let's let's talk about this game. Um is Saquon playing? Do you think he's gonna uh, you know so even if now it becomes a question of if if the Giants are in like trade people mode and mm-hmm. and fire sale mode. Do you try and bubble wrap Saquon and and do something with him by the trade deadline, or do you put him out there and risk him getting injured in a lost season and now he's worth nothing? You know what I mean? So like that, I think that's part of the equation. But um, from what I hear, Saquon is closer to playing than Andrew Thomas is. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. latest. Uh, it, it, like like Cafe said, it's 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 a one. It's more of a wonder of like, do you force him back a little bit earlier uh, and? He is a freak of nature. I think he would be able to play, but we, we've seen him come back from high ankle sprains before early in his career, and he what he was a kind of a shell of himself. If you don't have elite cutting and you know Saquon, I don't know if it's if it's smart to put a guy behind three three guys that are missing from the offensive line. You know, with Daniel Jones at a quarterback, maybe, and you know, I don't, I just don't know if it's smart to do, especially if you lose this game and go into sell mode after this game. So. Uh, I, I wouldn't push him. I wouldn't push him. As a fantasy owner, I kind of want him to play. <laughs> but, uh, as as a as a giant fan, I don't know if it's smart to do. Yeah, and even his presence, even his presence would help, right? Even if yes. you're selling play action and all of that, but he'll pretty much never get back to 100 percent if you use him that way, as as we've right. seen in in past years. Like he needs to fully recover. Um, he'll try to play through it, but he's definitely not the same dude once he gets yeah. that ankle going. For for fantasy, let me just tell you, in one of my my money league too, like my big league, I have Saquon, I have mm. Eckler. Don't ask me how I got these. I'm oh. pretty good with trading, but I have Saquon, yeah. <laughs> Eckler, and I got James Conner, who just now they announced that he's probably going to go on IR with that. Yeah, game. my that's... running back situation has been terrible. Oh, and I have T Higgins, who's out, and not only oh. it don't matter that he's out, yeah. but before he was out, his quarter Joe Nothing. Burrow has been horrible <laughs> this year. Been I'm tough going, going for you, man. Like I'm 0 4 and one. Like I actually have a tie in this league. I'm 0 4 and one. That's and hard to do. Is, I don't think dude, that's and possible. the team is phenomenal, man. Like you look at the right you you in the offseason. If I tell you, yo, you're gonna have Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, and T. Higgins on your team, you're like, oh man, I'm straight. You should be nope. good. If that's if that's not a memo to not pay to not pay running backs in in one in one fantasy team. That's the reason why running backs don't get paid right there, man. It stinks and it stinks. But hey, I got your boy James Cook. He's been cooking. I like. I, he's he's been the better of the two cooks. Let's say that for sure. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. Oh, for sure. Been hot oh trash. Hot trash. Dalvin is. He's Dalvin fell off a cliff. Like what the hell is I happening out there? And like what? Don't get. I don't it. know. Don't he was it. he was still high level last time I saw him in a Vikings uniform, wasn't he? <laughs> he was seven hundred yards the past two years. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, so so where do you want to take this now? You want to say? Do you want us to, unfortunately, give us our 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 like just pie in the sky, grasping at straws, how the Giants can win? <laughs> you, or, well, what, no, I, we, we kind of because of time, we 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 kind of just we talked a lot, so we uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna we, in we a way that. skip that, but we can we can um mix it into this because this is time. 
Everybody, y'all know what time it is when you that on. What we're doing here is we're going to talk about our I'm going to give a Josh Allen stat line prediction and a game score prediction. Uh, I'm going to ask the, the gentleman from the New York Revival to give me their prediction for if Tyrod starts a stat line and if Daniel Jones starts a stat line. And then after that, we'll get their prediction for the game as well, like the win or loss. So uh, let, let's uh, who, who wants to go first here? If you want to take it. Sure. What you got? Now, what's the, just yards, touchdowns, interceptions? Is that all you're looking for from the quarterback? Yep. Are you, okay. If Daniel Jones starts, he'll throw for 47 yards. No, I'm just kidding. All right, hold on. <laughs> Daniel Jones, he would he would yards. he would throw for um, 170 yards and uh, one touchdown, one pick, and Tyrod would throw for 225. With two mm. touchdowns and one pick, and that, all, mm. that also alters the score prediction. <laughs> or it doesn't have to. It's going to be bad. It's going to be like, uh, <laughs> like it's one of those thirty-four to thirteen kind of games. So I'll, I'll just stay there. Thirty-four, thirteen. Yeah, I mean, listen, I um, wouldn't play Daniel Jones unless Andrew Thomas is starting. To be honest with you, um, that's the only way I see it. But if Daniel Jones does play. I see, you know, again, a, a, a 180, one touchdown, one intercept, or two interception kind of game with maybe uh, 30 rushing yards. And, you know, for, and, that's a, for fumble. Jones. and a fumble. For and maybe a fumble. Let's, let's throw a fumble. In I there. mean, he, he, they might get him killed again. They might get him killed. And then, you know, Tyrod Taylor, he's going to lose the rush. He'll probably have like 50 r- rushing yards, um, a, a rushing score, and maybe one and one, you know, uh, passing touchdowns. One one interception. It's just gonna it's gonna be too much to overcome. Buffalo is gonna win 31 16. 16. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like right. it. it. We just can't move the ball without our linemen. We have no linemen to to, to and you know Tyrod's gonna be just running for his the, life. I mean, you could have made the argument before the season that Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley are the two most people are uh, most important people on offense, and we lost both of them in week one. And then the, yeah. the bad linemen are now going down. So now you're <laughs> you're going to the backs up backups of the bad line. So we're we're down bad. <laughs> like the bad ones are going down. So now we got the bad right. of the, like the worst. Yeah. Like, one, oh, of the line, one of the lines I used in one of the videos is like, hey, maybe we have good depth behind our bad line, behind our bad depth, or something <laughs> like like we're on to the third wave of of bad. <laughs> I feel for you, man. So look, um, I'm going to go. So for starters, with what both of you are saying, you're falling right in line with what DraftKings has as the the spread. It opened up at 14 and a half points in favor of the Bills. Mm. You you absolutely are falling in line with that. I'm going to um, I'm going to fall in line with what you're saying, too. I think after a loss like like we just suffered, um, it was embarrassing for Josh, I think. Uh, he had a good statistical game at the end of it, but I think he knows that he didn't play well for the first three quarters. And I think he's going to come out and try to be a surgical, like the, the Josh Allen that you saw against the Dolphins or against the Raiders. I think that's the Josh you're going to see. He's going to come out and take literally whatever the defense mm-hmm. gives him. So it's going to be check downs. It's going to be, I'm hoping that this is the Kincaid game, you know, like yeah. get these tight ends involved, but, if he's in concussion protocol at the moment. So if he's out of concussion protocol, hmm. that's where I'm thinking it's going to go. So I'm going to go Josh Allen. We'll have uh, 290 yards passing, yeah. uh, three touchdowns in the air. I'll give him one on the ground, 20 yards rushing. 
And um, I'm going to say that the Bills win this one. I'm going to go, go go 38, 38 to 20. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you guys twenty. Way to go, Giants. All right. Well, no, if if Tyrod starts, if Tyrod starts, I'll give you 24. I'll give you an extra four okay. points for Tyrod. Because okay. I do Good think fact. I do think Tyrod, I know the line isn't great or whatever, but I do think Tyrod just he gets the ball out faster. Um, he's decisive. Mm-hmm. I know Bills fans won't agree with me on this because a lot of them were pissed off when he was here, but I love Tyrod, and I just think that you know to be honest, he's your best option for the rest of the season. Like, you know, well, unless you are looking to draft high, then keep Daniel Jones in and then you'll get, <laughs> you'll get the top four That's pick. a conundrum now. Yeah, so, but hey, a, why don't you guys... Get right, uh, get right game for Buffalo. Right. So good for you guys, man. Get yeah, right yeah. Game. <laughs> I think we'll need... I mean, and again, I hate to say this because I really do love your, your team. And then you guys are... I consider you guys like my content friends now. So like, <laughs> I feel bad to say this, but it's like, you know, you were the pickup game for the Dolphins. Now you're going to be the pickup game oh, for us. Man. You know, it's it sucks. That it guy, sucks, man. I mean, yeah, we're not delusional. Like we we looked at these two games in the state of our team. And we're like, yeah, this reeks of one and five. We're one and five. We'll regroup then and see what's what. But these yes. are two these are two losses. We're we're not in the same stratosphere. And like I said, there's no tension. So it, like, if Josh Allen is deep in the playoffs, I'm probably pulling for the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills against pretty much anyone else in the AFC. So uh go bills good luck, <laughs> good luck bills. <laughs> i love it i love it so real quick why don't y'all go ahead and plug your show or any kind con- any additional content that you guys might have uh not even just this week this week or next or anything you got coming on so uh yeah mean spiro and our guy eli racks we do new york revival which maybe buffalo bills should be part of that but you're not Ooh. um but you're, you're welcome <laughs> but you are more than welcome to join our channel why maybe not? we'll have, have you on tonight um so we can introduce you to eli um, but it's it's sports and entertainment. Our goal from the beginning was to have fun with with sports content. So mm-hmm. you know we're diehard Giants. That's that's the root of, of the show. But we we bounce around to other sports. We like to talk about the NFL in general and whatever is on yeah. our mind. Anything that's funny, anything like that. If you're looking for uh, any comedic relief or you want to make fun of your Giants uh, fan friends, I do these weekly sketches. I guess you call yeah. them. And uh, where I play multiple characters and I just reenact the madness of Giants Twitter and all the yeah. arguments with my stupid sense of humor embedded in there somewhere. Uh, I, I don't know. Is that a, is that a fair summary? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how else it's a, okay. I think that's a perfect summary. No, it's a perfect <laughs> yes. summary. And then I was looking for one to play um, on the show here and it <laughs> Like just going through them, man, and why it's just like yo, this guy is hilarious, bro. Like, like I'm telling you, like the concept behind what you do, I just think it's fantastic. And then I didn't even bring up so like last year, and, and we're we're really getting out of here. I promise, I'm not taking too much. It's all good. Yeah. But but like so last year, you actually um were included. Was it NFL Network or was it uh, ESPN that included you in one of their NFL Network segments? did um, NFL Insiders or something? And it was kind of like just for their website. Um, it wasn't on the network TV, but. Um, Ian Rappaport and uh, Palisaro, Palis- what's his name? Palisaro. I should probably know his name because it's like he's yeah. like one of the most important people <laughs> I ever talked. No, but they, I, I got on there to ask a Giants question. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And I had that as my banner for a while because I was talking to them. And then I got guitars in the background. So they called me a roadie. So then people, <laughs> people, people were calling me a roadie for a while and they made fun of that. But I was like, nice. They're making fun of me on NFL Network right now. Right. So that's like best case. You made it. Right. Yeah. Made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and follow both of them on social and, and follow Eli as well on social. Uh, go follow New York Revival. And and hey, 
support support their content. It's good. I, I, I honestly, I don't I don't give praise to many. Their content is great. Appreciate so y'all you. know how we do Appreciate it over you, here man. with Buffalo Rumblings, man. Y'all love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Mm-hmm.